Welcome to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino, the show that provides Christian insights into contemporary, moral, and ethical values, and dives deep into how your faith in Jesus changes the way you live your life. Now, here's your host, Mike Sherbino. Hey, everybody. Glad you're with us tonight as we uh, do the countdown towards Christmas. How exciting is that? Maybe you're groaning when I say how exciting that is. Uh, to be honest, I had a few moments over the last couple of days when, when I groaned as well. Just because there, there's a lot of good things happening. But in the midst of the, a lot of the good things that are happening, which can be very tiring and time-consuming, there's a lot of challenges that people have. Everything gets highlighted and brought to the surface. But what we want to do tonight is... Yeah, we're not afraid to talk about and tackle some of those subjects, but I'm going to fly solo tonight. We don't have a special guest on tonight. You folks are the special guests. And uh, over the year, many of you have called into the program and contributed, and I am thankful for that. And I thought it would be kind of a, a fun thing to do if we just left it open for different people to participate. I got lots of things that I want to share tonight. But we could talk about what are some of the things that you are thankful for as we head into this Christmas season. And maybe you don't, you know, think, oh, the glass is half empty tonight. I don't have a lot to be thankful for. Maybe you found out you're sick or maybe, maybe you got a financial pressure and, uh, or it can be relationships. That really seems to hit the... Um, the top of the scoreboard at this time of the year. All the would have, could have, and things we would wish for. But um, I have discovered that what I've often taught for years out of the Bible, the importance of giving thanks, uh, certainly this past year, that was a key in my own life. In the times when I just felt like I couldn't do much and I was really tempted to be overwhelmed with life, I had to choose to give thanks. And guess what? When you start to give thanks, you realize that God is in control, that maybe the narrative is not what you would be hoping for or expecting, but God is writing a new story. And you know, uh, this past week on our television program, it's going to be aired next week. You can track it on the perspective.tv. I had the opportunity to interview uh, the baseball legend and slugger, uh, Daryl Strawberry. Daryl Strawberry, uh, played for the Mets and uh, a few other teams as well. But as you know, he was uh, in and out of rehab. He had a drug problem, uh, went through a couple of marriages, uh, even did some prison time. And uh, he still came out and would slug the ball. And he said on the program, he said, you know, he said, when I put on the uniform, I was a baseball player. But when I took it off, I was, I was a broken person. I was dealing with all sorts of stuff. And his encounter with Jesus Christ turn his life around. And uh, what an exciting Christmas program we've been able to pull together. It's going to be airing next week. I hope you'll catch it. But I'd love to hear, you know, have you ever experienced a time when Jesus turned your life around? This is a great time to give a testimony, give a word, give a witness. Uh, some of you, as you're listening, you're thinking, you know what? Um, I wish I had something to share. I'm not sure I even believe in in the reality of who God claims to be, that his son came to be the savior of the world. There's a big phrase in the uh, church world today, and it's called deconstructing. 
And many people are deconstructing their faith and saying, let's just get down and find out, is there any basics? What's at the base of it? And it's very easy to start to deconstruct things and you're left with absolutely nothing. Because the Bible calls us to live by faith, to walk by faith. And as we come to this Christmas season, I want you to know that this is an opportunity to make new memories. Not just to dwell on the old memories, but the new memories. Hey, you know what? When I moved here back to Ontario from BC, we left a lot of our kids behind, and I discovered that I really kind of pined away at the holiday time because the memories that we'd had and built, we couldn't relive them in the same way because we were all apart. Didn't mean we didn't love each other or anything like that. It just, that's just the reality of it. And I've had to realize I've got to make new memories. I've got to choose to do that. And, um, you know, I thought about what it was like when the kids were small and then when they grew up and moved out of the home, they still came back and we did the same routine. You know, uh, my wife would stay up till three in the morning wrapping presents and, uh, and that was just part of the routine. And then in the morning, you know, we'd have a lazy breakfast and I would read the Christmas story. And then we'd try to torment everyone and not open the presents until there was almost gonna be mutiny. And uh, we'd laugh and we had so much fun over all those things. I can't do them all anymore. And uh, even some of the foods that we would have, is part of the memory, um, but it's okay because we are in a position and you are in a position to make new memories, regardless of your situation. I'd love for you to call in tonight. And uh, in a moment, I'm gonna be unpacking some of the truths out of the scriptures uh, about the Christmas narrative. But the number to call tonight, and you can share two things. You know, what are you thankful for? Maybe that's gonna be around your best Christmas memory. Um, and uh, maybe to talk about the challenge of, of making new memories. How are you gonna do that? I'd love to hear your thoughts and how you're pressing on. I know it will inspire people. The number is 800-684-2848. 800-684-2848. That's to our friends in, outside of Buffalo and Niagara and uh, the Toronto area. Get on the phone right now. 800-684-2848. And then to our amazing people in Buffalo, it is 883-5000. 883-5000, love to hear from you folks. Uh, we haven't heard from the people in Buffalo much the last week or two, so this is your chance to uh, you know, punch that number into your phone and give us a ring, 883-5000 and 1-800-684-2848. So how do you go about changing the altitude in your home? Well, you've heard that thing. You know, if you want to change the altitude, you got to figure out your attitude. And sometimes you can just be overwhelmed, maybe because of busyness. Maybe you do have to pull back and say, I just can't do it all. Um, I think the other thing is learning to be content with less. So important to say, you know what? This is, this is the way it is. This, is. this is the reality I'm dealing with. How can I be happy? Maybe if you're used to doing stuff with family and the family aren't around right now, well, could you open up your home or could you choose to go and, and serve some people? You're going to hear in one of the uh, announcements coming up that the church that I pastor at, we got this huge outreach to um, a lot of people that use our food bank. Uh, well over 500 people are going to be uh, descending on us next uh, weekend. 
and get a full Christmas meal and presents and that's cool. I think one of the biggest things though is as much as that's going to be an encouragement and blessing and bring joy uh, and a smile on the faces of young and old, the volunteers that are stepping up. Uh, we've got about 140 people who volunteered to pull off this uh, big event. And as I'm sitting back and watching, I'm realizing that that's so important for them. Because you see, God has called us to serve. Um, and to volunteer at this time of year is really putting the needs of other people ahead of yourself. And uh, that can be so fulfilling. You know, what we want to talk about tonight is the things that you are thankful for. And right off the list, you know, there's things like my wife and uh, my, my daughters and uh, granddaughters and son-in-law and, and all those things. They're, they're just right up there. But I'm thankful more than anything else for the faith that I have, the relationship I have with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you see, you're listening to a person who's broken as well. Just like I'm going to interview Daryl Strawberry this week and uh, his uh, amazing wife. Um, they both shared uh, the struggles they had and how broken they were. And, and I'm a broken person because all of us have messed up. But we come to God and as we come to him, we discover forgiveness and we discover the fact that he has a purpose for our life. And God has a purpose for your life tonight. Uh, I don't know what turns your crank, but we have a Heavenly Father who does. He understands you. Maybe other people don't understand you, your quirks and your oddities or your passion for certain things, but God understands you. And I want you to know that you might have great plans for this coming week or two or great plans for your life, but God has even better plans. Now, I have said that in the past, but then this summer, as if you've been listening to the show, you realize that I was off air for almost five weeks. I was in the hospital, and that was not part of my narrative that I wanted to write. But I discovered that even there, God was teaching me things that were just vital. They were so important. He was teaching me, you know what my, my thing was? He was teaching me what it means to let go. And folks, I want you to know that when you come to a point where you let go, you let go of, of your dream, your passion, because I was just too sick. And I just had to say, Lord, I'll leave it with you. Even what I love to do, with, which is radio and television and pastoring the church, I just had to let it all go. And uh, there was a time when I thought, maybe I'm going to have to let go of this life because God was, I thought he was getting ready to call me home. And... Uh, I want you to know that I was not afraid of that. However, what I did ponder was, had I done what I needed to do? Folks, it is never too late to turn things around today. And, and today is a great day as you have the opportunity with me tonight on the air to ponder what it means to, to start fresh, to make new memories. And, uh, and that's what I've been learning to do. And even though sometimes we're forced, see, you can live in the dumps or you can say, you can live in the outhouse or you can live in the penthouse. You got to make that choice. And I want you to know that if you stay in the outhouse, folks, it stinks. That's, there's just no other way about it. And, you know, 
It's the discouragement. It is the sense of defeat and despair that you allow just to wash over you. I get texts and emails and phone calls from people in all sorts of situations. And sometimes they'll say, you know, can you tell me what to do? I'm just basically, they're saying I'm down on my luck. Well, that's what we have to stop and say, it's not luck. And in this day of increased uh, uncertainty, especially with what's happening financially right now, uh, it is just easy to start to fret and to worry. But that's not where God wants you and I to be. Not at all. And uh, he wants us to do the best we can do and commit things to him. Matter of fact, the Bible says if we commit our way to the Lord and trust also in him, he will bring it to pass. And what's he going to bring to pass? Well, he's going to bring to pass his perfect will for your life. Hey, you're listening to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino, yours truly. And the number to call in if you want to call is 800-684-2848. 800-684-2848. And in the greater Buffalo area, 883-5000. Now listen, folks, just before we go to the break, um, I, I was saying call in with stuff you're thankful for. I'd love to just to hear that because maybe you're in the midst of a hard time, but you're choosing to be thankful about something. Or you can call in with one of your best Christmas memories. And uh, as we're talking about Christmas memories, I'm all about this year. I'm going to make some new ones. But here's one from the past. It was a funny one when our kids were all uh, young. That we were living in Nova Scotia, and I was pastoring there. And we had a house that was an A-frame. So right up to the peak, it was like 23, 24 feet. Uh, maybe 22, but somewhere along that. As the story gets older, the roof gets higher. But the kids every year wanted a tree, obviously, and each year they wanted a bigger tree. I started with an eight-footer, and I got a 10, and I think a 12, but it just didn't fill the room. Finally, I saw a tree in a Canadian Tire parking lot. It was way more than I could spend, and it was like 21, 22 feet tall. It was an outdoor tree to be decorated, maybe at a plaza or something. But I looked at this and said, how am I going to get it home? And finally, a week and a half before Christmas, the price dropped probably 50, 60%. And I thought, okay, I'm going to afford it. And uh, the kids are never going to complain about not having a tall tree. Thankfully, one of my daughters, she had a young man that was interested in her. And he worked for his dad who had a dump truck. <laughs> and I played that one and we got a dump truck. And uh, he brought the tree in and I had to take one of those green garbage uh, pails. I took 250 pounds of cement, put a, a stove pipe in the middle, and we dropped the tree into it. And I had to get a whole bunch of friends to help me get it through a double sliding door into the house. Well, we still laugh about that. And in many ways, it was the ugliest tree. When people would walk into the house, they couldn't see the top of it. All they could see was this green foliage. But my kids, they had a tall Christmas tree. And I'm so glad that we did that. You know why? It's been a great memory over the years. You got an opportunity to write a new memory as well. I'm going to tell you about more memories in a few minutes. You're listening to Open Mic with Mike Sherbert. I'm going to be right back in a moment. We've got a caller in right now, and we're going to take talk to Ron as soon as we come back after the break. But why don't you call 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hang with us. I'm going to be right back. North End Church in St. Catharines is giving Christmas to 500 children and adults through their food bank program this December 17th. 
Are you looking for a way to give back to someone in need this Christmas? Perhaps a single mom or a family that just can't buy the gifts or provide a Christmas meal? Your gift to the North End Food Bank will provide a beautiful present to all who attend and a Christmas meal that would make grandma proud. Go to northendchurch.ca and follow the prompts to give. Your gift is tax receivable and will light the candle of hope for the hundreds that will come. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, we're glad you're back with us. And uh, I'm asking, what are you thankful for, especially as we head towards Christmas? Or to call in and share maybe your best Christmas memory. Because in a couple moments, I'm going to talk about, you know what? How do we make some new memories? What are some things that we can do? But first of all, uh, we got Ron on the line. I'm going to talk to Ron. Thanks for calling in tonight, Ron, to open mic. What it's, what's on your mind? I'm so thankful for God, for him giving us Jesus, and Jesus having the strength to die on the cross for all of us, and um, being led back to it more and more every day, and life is beautiful because of it. So thank you, Mike, for being you and being on WDCX. Without you, I wouldn't have called in and shared this with you. Well, I appreciate you doing that. And uh, do you have any special plans for Christmas? Um, yeah, working on my project truck. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, it seems kind of bleak, but I it's sort of my uh, solitude, and I get to oh. think and, and absorb. It's meditative for me. Yeah, I, can, I can understand that. Yeah, so how far along are you on the project? Oh, boy, I've been working on it 13 years, and I could drive it down the road, but I'm improving on it. But, uh, yeah, I'm so thankful for Jesus. He loved us so much that he nailed, got nailed to the cross. People need to understand that, and it's just unbelievable. I appreciate you bringing that right up to the top of the list. And as you're thankful for that, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and have fun with that project truck, okay? Thank you, Mike. I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and all great things for you. You too. All right. Thank you. All right. I like that. I like those project trucks. So um, that's, that's kind of cool. And um, what are you thankful for? 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. In a moment, we're going to take another caller. We got one waiting, so just hold on and we'll let a few more come in. You know, I, I think that... It is easy to lose sight of the significance of the familiar. Let me explain that. It's easy to lose sight of the significance of the familiar. And what we become familiar with is the Christmas story. And what Ron was saying was, was so cr critical because, and crucial because God sent his son to you know, be born of a, of a virgin, but ultimately to go to the cross to pay the price for your sin and mine. And that's where we get hope. And, uh, you know, the Advent season, we have hope and joy and peace and love are the things that we celebrate. But we wouldn't have it if God didn't have a plan. I want you to work with me for a moment. Think back to um, one of the rites of passage that most people go through. And that's graduation. You know, we graduate from grade school or high school and university and so on. And when you graduate, it's often humorous and sometimes sobering to go back through your yearbook and read the various things said about uh, those people who were once so much a part of your life. Huh. 
Oftentimes, the things that were printed beside your name was really a reflection of what you were dreaming about at the time or what you were hoping for that would happen. And oftentimes, those little statements were really windows into someone's soul. And then guess what? Life happens. What about those dreams, though? What were they? The dream to be a professional hockey player, or maybe a doctor, a nurse, a ballerina, a policeman, or the prime minister or the president. Uh, those were things that we seldom have ever shared out loud for fear that our friends would laugh. But as time elapses and we go back and read those statements, sometimes we laugh, but sometimes, you know, they cause pain. For they bring to memory the passion, the dreams that have been crushed because for whatever reason, we couldn't pursue them. Remember those statements, you know, voted most likely to succeed, or you'll be the first in our class to make a million, or, or you will be first to get married, or you have all the makings of a world-class leader. Uh, you're going to be someone who will make a difference. But, you know, funny, nowhere in any of my yearbooks do I remember reading things like, you have the makings to be a world-class parent or best potential wife, or best potential father. You know, if those things had been written, you would have been laughed out of the school, and likely the province or state where you live. And all that aside, it's not a bad dream. Because at the end of the day, after pursuing all the other stuff that my classmates wrote as being worthy goals, here's what really matters to me. It's what my wife and kids and God think about me. You ever think about that? And uh, as we, we think about the rites of passage, I don't, I don't know all the details, but I want to tell you about a lady who didn't have the opportunity to graduate from school. She didn't have uh, a yearbook for them to sign, uh, not even a formal education. But probably what helped this lady achieve greatness more than anything else was a combination of three things. She wouldn't be compromised. She had the heart of a servant, and uh, she knew the most important truth in the world. Now, guaranteed, these are things that are seldom written about in a, a graduating yearbook, but they're a winning combination for success, a winning combination to realizing her dream. And why am I talking about this tonight on this Saturday night? Because I want you to know this lady's story. It's a yearbook story of someone who didn't let go of her dream. And her dream actually became larger than life. And in a very real way has impacted, are you ready now? Everyone listening tonight. Hmm. Well, you know, if this person was alive today, uh, we would discover that as a girl, she was not much different than most of the other young girls that she hung around. She'd like to be with her friends. And if she was alive today, maybe go to the mall or just hang out at someone's home and and as a girl, she loved to talk, just like girls do today. That's not a slam on uh, any woman here by any means. But having had five daughters, I know they like to jibber-jabber. And uh, I'm talking from experience. And uh, talking was good. And they like to talk about boys or better dreaming about what their wedding day would be like. And I've heard that as well. And they keep that close to themselves. It's like a, a secret code that exists between girls between the ages of 13 and 17. Stuff talked about was the stuff that was left in the room. And every one of them had a dream. But like all of us in our dreams, parts of the dream were never shared. Almost as if you couldn't trust that one part with anyone. Certain parts, 
Yeah, certain parts of your dream were things that you just knew inside that you didn't share with anyone, and maybe you still haven't, because you're fearful that people would laugh or ridicule you as being foolish, or to even think such thoughts, let alone share them with someone else. Well, the reason I'm talking to you about this is because I realize that some of you have lost your dream, and it's time to build new memories. And could it be that you're settling for second best or third best because you just think, man, I can't reclaim it. But God never intended for you to be that way. So today, I want to say, welcome back to life. You know, life is hard. We know that it's difficult. But regardless of your age and how many walls you've run into, get back your dream that God gave you and wants you to hold on to. The greatest gift that I could give you tonight is for each of you is the truth that God wants to give you back your dream, to find your dream and follow it. Well, let me tell you about the three things that helped this young lady that I've been referring to, to hold on to her dream. I mean, I don't think it was a profound dream, but it was to be happy and live happily ever after. But that happily ever after was quickly tested when she was a teenager. And the woman I'm talking about, maybe you figured it out by now, is the woman that we refer to who is known as Mary. Mary who had become the mother of Jesus. And what stands out about her is that while it seemed like everything was taken away from her, God gave her so much more. You see, the first thing about Mary that was so critical is that she refused to be compromised. As a young woman who had her dreams uh, like any other girl, it was the thought of getting married. She was in the lowest of classes, and marriage was probably all that she could look forward to. There was no trips, there was no education, there was no perks that uh, wealthier people would have enjoyed. But several times what we read about this woman is very unique. The Bible says that she was a virgin. She was holy and set apart from the Lord. And we know that Mary was pure. And while it might seem old-fashioned, what I talk to most people about, both young and old, are the consequences of behavior they regret. You see, some of you are thinking it's too late because of the consequences of your earlier behaviors. You're thinking, I've blown it. And maybe true, but I want you to know that God wants to come to you tonight with his cleansing forgiveness. Some of you have lost your dream because you've been compromised or something has been done to you, or you've chosen to sin sexually and you can't live with the guilt. And Satan has you believing a lie that you can't be forgiven. Maybe some of you have chosen to be dishonest. Some of you have chosen to uh, try something to ease the pain. Someone was saying to me, you know, it's a good thing that I don't drink because with all the pressure that's going on, I'd probably have sat down and just had five glasses of wine. And I heard that recently from the purpose, from a person. And when I heard it, you know, I'm pondering what I'm saying to you because there have been so many things that can come along that we, we give into in the moment, but we regret later on. But I want you to know that you can repent and you can choose by God's grace to live a holy life and to start fresh. And you know, a holy life sounds pretty Victorian. It sounds like, oh man, does that mean you're in church 24 seven? That's not what it means at all. It means that Christ is at the center of your life. 
And when he's at the center, you're going to know his joy. You see, Satan says, Jesus talking about Satan, he said the thief, he called him the thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he said, I'm come that you might have it more abundantly. And that's found in John chapter 10 and verse 10. Well, if Satan wants to steal my joy, then maybe I got the wrong joy. But when my hope is in Christ, my joy is in him, I know that despite how difficult the narrative is that I'm going through, that I can rest in him, that I can choose to give thanks. Remember the Apostle Paul was in prison and on death row, and he writes the book to the Philippians. It's a book on how to have joy no matter what. So before we go to the break, I want to tell you two things about Mary. We're going to come back to it, but here it is. Not only did she refuse to be compromised, and um, she had the heart of a servant. There are two statements written about Mary, one at the very beginning of what we know about her, and one is the final statement that we hear from her. What was it? Well, when the angel came and said, Mary, you're going to have a baby, she says, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Behold, I am God's servant. So neat, so powerful. That's, that's kind of like her opening statement. And she's, I don't know, 13, 14, 15 years of age at this time. She said, I'm God's servant. And uh, no ifs, ands, or buts. I'm following him. And as much as this would not be her plan, she knew that most people, if any, would not believe the fact that she had been impregnated by the Spirit of God. They would just say, hey, you've been fooling around. And uh, you know what? Don't try to spin some malarkey to explain this away. And because she was uh, engaged to her fiancé, Joseph, you know what? He had the right to actually have her put to death. Wow, just ponder that. Um, adultery was treated so differently than it is today. And so there, there you are. And, but she comes and she says, I'm your servant, Lord. I don't understand all this. I don't know, but it doesn't mean I'm not believing. I just don't understand. And there are many times in my life I don't understand, but I still have to choose if I'm going to believe or not. And so she, she says, behold, I'm the servant of the Lord. Now, if you jump ahead to the Gospel of John, you find her 30 years later when Jesus is starting his public ministry. And when he starts his public ministry, uh, there's that beautiful story of the wedding feast in Cana. And you remember they run out of wine to drink? And so Mary uh, tells them to go f take the water pots, fill them up, and bring them to Jesus. And, uh, and then she looks at the, the servants, and she says this to them. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. That's what she learned after 30 years. She starts off by saying, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. I'm your servant. And then on the other side, she could say to other people, just as I have learned to obey and listen, you do whatever he tells you to do. Kind of interesting, isn't it? We're going to hit the pause button right there. We're going to come back and take a call. Um, and I want to invite you to call in. What is something that you're thankful for as you head into Christmas? Or share one of your best Christmas memories. The number is 800 684 2848 or 883-5000. This is Open Mic. I'm Mike Shriveno. Be right back. North End Church in St. Catharines is giving Christmas to 500 children and adults through their food bank program this December 17th. 
Are you looking for a way to give back to someone in need this Christmas? Perhaps a single mom or a family that just can't buy the gifts or provide a Christmas meal? Your gift to the North End Food Bank will provide a beautiful present to all who attend and a Christmas meal that would make grandma proud. Go to northendchurch.ca and follow the prompts to give. Your gift is tax receivable and will light the candle of hope for the hundreds that will come. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, we're glad you're with us tonight. I hope you're enjoying the program as we're talking about uh, some of the Christmas message. We're going to talk a little bit more about Mary in just a moment. Love for you to call in. What are you thankful for? Or your best Christmas memory? And how about making some new memories? How about being intentional? And say, well, how do I do that? We need to pause and say, what's, what's something that's good right now? And, and just start to focus on that. You know, maybe say you got a health issue or finances or the relationship is, you know, something is broken up or falling apart. And all those things are devastating. I do understand that. But I can still choose where I let my mind go. And the battle is always in our mind. And I need to choose and say, you know what? I am still going to give thanks. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to find some things that I can do, um, things that I am thankful for. And then think outside of yourself. Rather than waiting for everyone to come to you and to invite you in, why not invite someone else in? Or why not just go out and... Uh, Maybe start with something simple. Maybe you see someone and just say to them, hey, can I buy you a cup of coffee or you know, a hot chocolate or something? Maybe it's a person at church. And you're going to go to church tomorrow and it's really easy to go out and think, hey, nobody loves me. Nobody's around me. And uh, that's not true. Those are lies. And you have an opportunity to write a new narrative or to take someone home and say, hey, you know what? I got a meal I've cooked. And uh, why don't you come and you know, bring your kid or whatever and, and let's do it together. I'm not trying to spitball here. I'm just really being tangible. And many times we just get ourselves into a corner because of the way that we think. So that's why I'm asking, what are you thankful for? I'm going to ask Marie tonight what she is thankful for. Hi, Marie. Hi. I came to know the Lord just before Christmas. That was my best Christmas. And when I, I repented of all sin and asked Jesus to forgive me and to be my Savior and Lord and started to commit myself wholeheartedly to God, like the Apostle Paul, I now truly consider all things are worth nothing compared with the surpassing greatness of knowing God, Jesus, my Lord. And I'm so thankful. Slow down, Marie. You're talking too fast. Okay. Oh, sorry. And, yeah. and I, I praise it. I praise his word. In God, I have my trust. You know, I'm Is there so one thankful. thing in particular? One thing. One thing that you're really thankful for at this Christmas. Tell me what that is. You've mentioned the Lord Jesus and your relationship with him. Is there something else in addition to that? Yeah. Um, for this Christmas, I can share him with people around me. And wow. uh, I'm so excited about that. And... You know, brother, when I, I can depend on God's understanding and trust in his love for me, that I, it drives out all my fears. God can be trusted in the darkness. And when I run to God every day, when I feel overwhelmed, I'm in his protective care. 
when I'm in danger. He, he's so That's powerful. fantastic. Yeah, he's more powerful than any threat in my well-being. I believe his promises every day. And I go to him moment by moment. Uh, and uh, as a born-again Christian, I, I just trust him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, Proverbs 3, 5, 6. And don't lean well, on your you. understanding. Thanks for letting Thanks, me Thanks, Maria. Appreciate you sharing that. Well, and Maria, have a happy Christmas as well. A very Merry Christmas. Um, you know, we were today, uh, we went to a little place uh, called Niagara-on-the-Lake, and they have kind of like the hometown parade, the Christmas parade, and we were there with our granddaughter, and, and that was lots of fun. And uh, people were going up and down the street wishing you a Merry Christmas. And uh, I'd love to, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas as well. But it becomes merry or joy-filled when you think about, you know, what are the new memories I'm going to make? What is it that I'm going to do? And maybe it's not going to be the same as it was five years ago or even last year or, or 10 years ago. It's really challenging and, and it's emotionally hard when you've lost a loved one. And uh, a lot of times people mark the first year of say, I got through the first Christmas. I think uh, over a year ago, both of my, two of my dear friends lost their spouses and all within two weeks of each other out in Vancouver. And as I was um, uh, thinking about that, I realized, you know, they mark, well, this is the first year without so-and-so or this is the first birthday. And, and those are hard things in passing. And what I would continue to say to them is, and especially the one guy who we were very close as friends. I say to him, Ray, I said, you got to choose to give thanks. You got to find, realize that God is with you even in the midst of the pain. And maybe that's where it starts for you tonight to say, Lord, you know what? This isn't what I wanted, but I want to thank you that you're with me even in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the difficult time. And here, here is part of the reason why we can be so thankful. And hey, if you want to call in tonight, love to hear from you. We got about uh, 15, 16 minutes left in the show tonight. And that number to call is 800-684-2848. What are you thankful for? And uh, Or maybe share your best Christmas memory. Wouldn't that be fun? And uh, let me just add to the memory list. So remember I was telling you about that crazy tree that was just super big. Well, for a period of nine years, we lived on... Um, on a little street outside of the city of Dartmouth in Nova Scotia. And it was there that uh, our house, we were on this little lake and we could skate on it. It was kind of a neat spot. And so when we had that tree up, what are you gonna do? Well, actually my nephew came just after Christmas and I gave him the privilege of firing up the chainsaw. Can you believe that? My wife let me start a chainsaw in the house and it smoked. But he uh, cut, we cut the tree in half and he thought he was about 18 at that time or 19. He just thought this was amazing. And then we dragged the tree out. We put it out on the lake. And when people were skating, I would pour gas all over it and wait till it was dark. And then I'd skate by and throw a match on it. And it would go boom. And the tree would light up. It would light up the dark sky. And we would all laugh. And it was just part of the memory. You know, the tree was great when it was alive, but it was a lot of fun even when we burnt it. You know, how do you do that? Well, I sure can't do that where I live now. But I can choose to say, you know, this is a different season in life. 
how am I going to make some new memories? I got to do some things. I just can't sit back and do nothing. And I want to encourage you not to do that either, but to be open to everything that God wants to do in and through your life. And when we think about, you know, regaining our dreams, when we think about, you know, finding fresh traction to move forward, what we have is the story of Mary that just keeps looming in front of us. Mary had learned that if she was to be a servant, it meant giving her dreams to God. The dream to be married, the dream to have a family like all the other girls wanted. But it's hard to let go of our dreams, isn't it? And when you let go of your dream and surrender it to God, watch for the way he gives it back to you. Oh yeah, little did Mary know that in a few years, she would not only have her own family through Joseph, but she would also truly be the mother of our Lord. Wow, that is powerful. Um, you know, you surrender your dream and maybe you say, she didn't have a choice. Well, folks, neither do you and I have a choice. It's like when I got sick this year, I didn't really have a choice. But you know what? I have to surrender where I'm at. And it's in the midst of that that we will experience and discover God's presence in a huge way. And hey, we got Rachel calling in right now. We're going to take her call in 30 seconds, but I just want to invite you to call in as well and share your favorite Christmas memory. Um, yeah, maybe some of you can top the story of my tree. I hope so. Um, or something that you're really thankful for. And the number is 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, Rachel, thanks for calling. What is it that you want to share? Oh, it looks like we lost her. So, Rachel, maybe you can call back. And uh, I thought I heard the sound of uh, an empty phone line. But anyways, Rachel, give us a ring back and, and we'll hear your memory as well tonight. But as we're thinking about Mary, here's the third thing. She knew the most important truth in the world. And it's that important truth that sustains us, that keeps us going. See, I want to give you something right now that can change your life forever. It's the truth that was given to Mary from the angel of the Lord. And, and it's a truth that Satan, the devil, doesn't want you to know, nor does he want you to act upon it. But it's a truth that when acted upon, God through his Holy Spirit will give you back his dream for you. And folks, that truth is found in the Gospel of Luke, verse 37. Are you ready for it? Fasten your seatbelts. It's an incredible truth. The angel explains things to Mary by saying this. She's wondering, how on earth is it going to happen that I'm going to have a child without a husband? And the angel says, for nothing is impossible with God. Wow, nothing is impossible with God. People, aren't you kind of excited about that? I don't know what dream you feel you've lost. But I know this, God wants to give you back his dreams. He wants to, uh, he wants you to walk in the confidence that he loves you. See, I got, I got a bunch of crazy dreams that people would say, but I, I want to see this program syndicated uh, in many, many cities. And so already we're in the midst of working on syndicating it with another city in Canada. Could we have, do that in the States? Absolutely. 
And uh, we had a dream to do TV. And I said, Lord, how do we do this? And now God is opening up that dream. It was crushed many times over the years. And, uh, but I just kept saying, Lord, in your time, in your way, you can make this happen. But there's something even greater than what I'm sharing with you. It's what I want to tell you as we think about that nothing is impossible with God. Are you ready? Here's the first thing. There is no sin too great that he can't forgive. I don't know what it's been for you. I'm not here to point a finger of criticism, but I think maybe some of you are trapped with an addiction, maybe pornography. Maybe you say, man, if you knew what my mind was like, it's just filthy. But God says, I can forgive it and I can make you clean and I can renew your mind. Huh, maybe there's been an abortion or maybe there's been unfaithfulness and the list can go on and on. You can fill in the blanks. Nothing is too great that he can't forgive. And no situation, I like this one, is too advanced that he can't change. You might say, well, it's too late in life for me. It's not gonna matter. There's a verse in the book of Joel that it says, he'll restore the years that the canker worm has eaten. That means that God is able to restore and multiply in ways that we can't imagine. So no situation is too advanced that he can't change. And there's not a relationship in the world that he can't change. There is hope for what you think is that hopeless situation. I'm gonna come back and share a couple more things on this whole thought, but we're gonna take a short break. I hope you'll call in. We got the last quarter of the program. And I just wanna say this, that if you're sick tonight, if you've got a problem, call in. We wanna pray for you. If you're dealing with cancer, I just have a sense that there's somebody tonight with throat cancer. Would you call in so that we can pray for you? And I know God wants to extend his hand of healing towards you. And there's someone who is listening and you've got a problem with your left eye. And you're just thinking, oh my goodness, is this ever problem ever gonna go away? Will you call in so we can pray for you? Um, those are just things God's prompting me to throw out right now. So I look forward to hearing from you. And, and don't be like the guy who said to me two weeks ago in church, he said, you know, Pastor, he said, you said something about four weeks, uh, four months ago about a man who had a certain problem. And he said, that was me. I didn't say anything and I didn't come for prayer. But I want you to know that on the way home, I was healed as I was driving home. And I wanted you to know that. So tonight, experience God's divine touch in your life. Call in 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Going to be right back. North End Church in St. Catharines is giving Christmas to 500 children and adults through their food bank program this December 17th. Are you looking for a way to give back to someone in need this Christmas? Perhaps a single mom or a family that just can't buy the gifts or provide a Christmas meal? Your gift to the North End Food Bank will provide a beautiful present to all who attend and a Christmas meal that would make Grandma proud. Go to northendchurch.ca and follow the prompts to give. Your gift is tax receivable and will light the candle of hope for the hundreds that will come. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherboneau. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, we're glad you're with us tonight. I hope you've been enjoying the program. And You know, as I shared a couple of those uh, nudges that I felt from the Lord to pray for specifically for people, I hope you'll call in 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. 
We just have 10 minutes left in the program tonight. So we would love to hear from you. We're talking about Mary. She knew the most important truth in the world, that nothing is impossible with God. The angel is telling her that. And, uh, you know, as I think about that, uh, a young woman, uh, 13, 14, or 15, hearing that she's going to have a baby without a husband, say, how's that going to happen? But, you know, that same truth would, uh, I, I think, be the the foundation in her life when 33 years later that baby who had grown into a man would be nailed to a cross and when he was nailed to a cross going through her mind had to be what Gabriel said nothing is impossible for God and he the Lord himself raised his son Jesus from the dead isn't that powerful isn't that beautiful nothing is impossible with God you see there is not a miracle in the world that he will not give you if it's part of his divine plan. God is the miraculous person. And there's not a dream that he's given you that if you're willing, he will accomplish it. He will accomplish it. Well, I want to take a call right now. We got um, Elsie's on the phone. Hi, Elsie. Thank you for calling in. Elsie, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, sorry, I didn't click. That was my fault, not you. You've called for prayer. How do we pray for you tonight? Um, there's been a twitching in my left eye, and you hit the nail on the head. And I'm from the old school pastor, and we were told if your left eye is jumping, you're going to be made mad. If your right eye is jumping, you'll be made glad. And I never could dismiss that old wise tale. But it's just annoying, and if there's any ailment or anything wrong, I'm asking for your prayer tonight. I've been listening. I, I listen to you always. I'm so sorry that I'm tearful, but it's just a blessing that you hit the nail on the head. And I've just been asking for prayer and for God to just help me, and I just need the prayer tonight. Well, let's do that. Let's ask the Lord just to touch yourself and to touch this left eye. And uh, it's not a coincidence that we're talking or that God put that nudge on my heart. So we're going to pray. And just describe to me what is the exact problem. It droops a bit or what? It's just a constant jumping of nerves that just won't go away. It goes away sometimes, but then it just keeps coming back. Okay. Well, let's pray, and I'm going to invite everyone else who's listening in to pray, and, and then we'll encourage you to call in. we got time to pray for people right now, 800-684-2848. Get on the line and call in before we go off the air. But we're going to pray, Elsie, so let's just pray in faith, and I just want you to take your right hand and place it over your left eye, okay? And as yeah. you're doing that, um, I just want to thank you, Lord, that you are here. Thank you that you answer prayer. Thank you that you're our Savior and our Lord. And thank you that Elsie has had the faith to call in tonight. Lord, you know how she struggled, this pain, the problem. I don't understand what's wrong with the nerves, but you do. You created her. And so, Father, we ask for a miracle. I ask for a miracle for her left eye, that you would heal it, 
and uh, that it would no longer cause any pain, but it would function properly. And so just as she is in simple faith, placed her hand on her eye, it's almost as if, Lord, you were there and you would just place your hand on her and just say, Elsie, be healed because I'm the Savior. And the Savior loves you, Elsie. He cares for you and he is with you. And as we're praying and thanking God for the healing for your eye, I just want to pray a blessing upon you at this Christmas time. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And, you know, I want you to write me. Just write mike at northendchurch.ca and uh, let me know um, how that eye is in the morning because we're going to believe with you that God has touched you and he's healed you and uh, he loves you. So I just want you to know that. Okay? Thank you. Thank you so much. And I just want you to know what an inspiration you are to me. And I hope you are to millions and millions and millions of others who are struggling just for the Savior to come in to our life and change it and make it better and make people better within their hearts, their physical being, and their mental being. Thank you so much, Pastor. Thank you, Elsie, for calling. God bless you. Well, hey, you know what? Uh, I just we're going to stay tuned on that one and to hear what happens with with Elsie and uh, and also for you tonight because I just know that God loves you, but Satan wants you to think otherwise. He wants you to think that you know God has forgotten you because of what you're going through or what's happening. Nothing could be further from the truth. And I keep referencing the Apostle Paul who went through so much. And yet in the midst of all that he was going through, I mean, he was shipwrecked, he was beaten uh, several times and uh, had lashes 39 times. He suffered so much. And yet he talked about in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God. See, folks, there is not a dream that God has given you that if you are willing to be used, he will accomplish it. And Mary... um, what did she dream about? Well, I can only imagine that as a young girl, they would talk about what they knew was the, the prophecies that had been spoken of, that a virgin would conceive and bear a son, Isaiah 7, verse 14. And, you know, that was like seven, 800 years prior to Mary coming onto the face of the earth. But she would have heard the traditions. She would have heard about the, the prophecies that were made. And They'd probably never say it out loud, but maybe in her heart she said, I wonder if it's going to be me. I wonder. Well, folks, if God puts something in your heart, calls you to do it, you don't have to wonder about it. You need to do it. I think uh, a number of years ago about a a couple, and especially this lady, she just had a heart for kids that were in in a dire situation. And she wanted to uh, put up a home for them. And we had some extra property with our church. And I said, you can do it there. And we can take the next step together. But she didn't. She didn't. And I think of times in my own life when there was an opportunity in front of me. And I was trying to figure it out in my strength. But it didn't work. It just didn't make sense. And as a result, I didn't do it. But looking back, I know that God was calling me. And so here's what I've learned. I just had to say, Lord, I'm sorry that I wasn't listening that time. But you know what? I'm learning from it. I believe you still want to use me. And 
Next time you speak to me or put something close to my heart, help me to be obedient and to step out. I was reading earlier today that one of the big differences between people who just go through life or people who lead and make a difference is that they take the next step. They take the next step. And so here I am encouraging you. You might be driving in your car. Maybe you're just chilling out by a fire someplace, you know, roasting chestnuts by an open fire. I don't know if you're doing that, you're outside and it's probably cold. So I hope that's not you. But you know, whatever you're doing to chill out, to rest, uh, I just want you to be thinking about what I am saying. And, and God wants you to hear this fact that today is a new day to start the memory to start the memory of reaching out and helping people, to say, wow, we're gonna do this or we're gonna do that. Some of you have been listening to uh, the commercial for North End Church that I pastored. And uh, providing a meal for all these people that use our food bank, I just want you to know it wasn't my idea. It was a lady by the name of Nicole Warden, who's our prayer pastor. God woke her up in the night and said, we need to do something and we need to buy gifts, not just crummy gifts, but good gifts for the people. And it's not been without its challenges pulling this together and next week is the day. But I want you to know this, as big and as outlandish as it seems, God has provided already all the monies. And so if you're one of the people that heard that and said, I'm gonna donate, well then you need to know that the money that comes in for the Christmas food bank uh, banquet will be used for the food bank in January and February because we know many people are going to need help. But what a crazy thing, eh? You get this idea and says, is this what God really wants me to do? And he was saying, yes, yes. And our church responded to that. And I'm just excited to be part of that group. I'd like you to be part of a group of people that say yes to Jesus. Regardless of where you're at tonight, regardless of what has happened to you, there's no situation that he can't change, that he can't redeem. Now think about Mary, learning that nothing is impossible with God. She said, behold, I am the Lord's servant. And then she also says, as Jesus starts his ministry, whatever he tells you to do, that's what she said to the servants, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And who in their right mind would start pouring out water, thinking it would become wine? Wow. It's an experience that she had because she followed God's prompting. The preceding program has been sponsored by Find the Way Ministries.